Before we start this episode of Two Guys, One Cup, just a reminder that this show is now available only on Listener. Download the app and listen for free. And now, on with the show. Australian rules football is the greatest game on earth, but it's not to say it couldn't be better. If only there were two people completely unqualified to talk about it, yet utterly prepared to do so. Two people like that might have some radical ideas. Two people like that might just be the Footy Fixers. Hello, I'm Charlie Cross and he is Scott Cooley and we are here to fix football whether you like it or not. And Scott, as the season draws closer, a lot of excitement, people feeling very optimistic about their club's prospects. It is, of course, pre-season. And I thought this week we could take a look at the whole concept of pre-season. Now, tell me your thoughts. Do you love it? Do you hate it? What would you change? I, I, my big change on preseason is that we don't have a live um, coverage of the 3K time trial, which was for a period there reported breathlessly by the Herald Sun and like whoever was clearly, there was always one journo for the news. They don't, you know, the, the, the TV stations generally have two kind of footy people on the beat. Yeah. And one goes on the beat. off. I love it. <laughs> on the footy beat. Yeah. And one of them goes off for summer and has, you know, some time off. And that's where the other one completely white ants their colleague and just starts all this like rumors about injuries and stuff like that. And I love it. So the 3K time trial. And I remember once a friend of mine was from America and they were, I was trying to explain to them about footy. And they were in Melbourne and they're like, are they reporting the results of a running race from a team that's not playing for 12 weeks? And I was not, like, yes, yes, they are. Not only that, but they will rank the top 10. In fact, I think the Herald Sun just released like a preseason coverage report, which was broken into categories of medical room, time trial smashes, and, you know, something that you, you know, the surprise package or something like right. that. And they will rank every team's top 10 in the time trial. And what I love about the time trial is every club has that guy who finds it very difficult to break into the seniors, but by God, can he smash a time trial? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, and then you find out that uh, this was always the guy. These are the two guys. They either basketball background or uh, AIS for some track and field <laughs> event that he was like he was nine seconds off qualifying for the Olympics, which is still an Australian record. <laughs> And of course, Scott, the time trial gives you, the player, the perfect opportunity to smash your personal best. Yeah, PV. Yeah, <laughs> PV's falling left, right and said He's training the house down. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, let's get into it. I love the cliches. I, uh, I was scanning through Big Footy. I was going through all the different clubs' preseason reports, and I'm just going to throw some cliches at you. Let me – how about we play you complete this sentence? Okay. Uh, player okay. X is burning up the blank. Track? Burning up the track. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Um, player X is blank. They've ever is the blank they've ever been. Fittest. Fittest they've ever been. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 Uh, player X is developing the tank, hoping to blank more time in the blank. <laughs> Spend more time in the midfield. <laughs> Everyone. It feels like every player on every list is developing their tank and looking to spend more time in the midfield. Can I ask you this question? I mean, this is a little sidebar. Is anyone legitimately drafted as a halfback flank these days or is it all just an apprenticeship for developing your tank time in the midfield? 
It's it's developing your take time in the midfield. However, um, could split his time forward, forward and on the ball. Oh, That's yes. always the other one. Split, right. Splitting his time. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the fabled pinch hitter. Is that right? Can spend yeah, up time the pinch hitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Dustin Martin is the uh, the rolled gold standard of that. But there's still a few around. Though the other guy is um, the the one that they can't get enough of is the guy who is a key position player, but could also spend time on the ball, like in that yeah. five. Yeah, and and there was always, do you know, there was always a rumor about like, you know, Alex Rance. They're, they're thinking about putting him on the ball. Like, like Harris, it's going to be Harris yes. Andrews this year. You watch. Yeah, there's always fantasies about taking that key position player, someone who's like a, a bigger than 193 centimeters, and because they're aerobically gifted, you'll put them on the ball. They'll be like untaggable. They'll be the most dynamic midfielder yeah, yeah, yeah. going around because they're tall. They can mark and they can run. They've got a tank, Scott. They've got a tank. <laughs> They've got a tank. Well, Blitzarves is the one. Blitzarves yeah. was always that guy. Blitzarves was going to be the first six foot eight ruck rover, yeah. but it just never worked out. Well, I remember the great white hope at St Kilda uh, uh, was Reece Stanley, now uh, Geelong's ruckman. And mm. St Kilda fans were salivating because I think in his first or second year, he won the grand final sprint. And he's, you know, six seven, six eight, and people were like, oh my God. He's that tall and he can run. We have the prototype modern midfielder. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Everyone's like, and the way they talk about him is kind of the way the uh, the Ivan Drago was described. <laughs> <laughs> He's like an Uber, like it's, the Uber man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, someone's going to get hurt playing against this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the other two cliches I found was it's um, Player X's first uninterrupted, un- uninterrupted preseason in a while. The suggestion being oh, that, yeah. oh, okay, they finally got their body right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. He's putting some miles under the belt. Yeah, put his injuries behind, put his injury woes behind him. After two injury-ravaged seasons, he's finally yeah, ready yeah. to go. You you also pointed out, I don't know what the new one is, but uh, remembered osteitis pubis was always the dreaded OP. Yeah, yeah. The no one ever OP. got OP. Everyone had the dreaded OP. Is it plantar fascia now? I believe plantar that. Plantar fascia is the new one, but it doesn't it doesn't have the... The dreaded like, attachment. Like ubiquitous or the dreaded <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. 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 Do, we, do we need another kind of adjective that is like more frightening? Like, so you've got the dreaded, which is kind of like, you know, the dreaded uh, Pirate Roberts. It's kind of like, it's a yeah, villainous yeah, yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the malicious plantar fascia. <laughs> malicious PF. <laughs> or the notorious. Malicious. Why not? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to say we're getting into rap name territory yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> malicious PF, notorious PF. <laughs> uh, and the other uh, cliche is that a team is being driven by last year's heartbreak or last year's humiliation. And that can be a specific game, like they lost a final or a grand final, or like a team like St Kilda, where it's just a general malaise of last year. We're just being the driven. Vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so according you, you haven't given me the um the the flip side, which is um uh came came back uh, not up to standards. Oh right. You talk I love well that. they've it's done away they've done away with the skinfold tests. So how are we how are we to know? Well I mean you'd have to look at his tank. Do you reckon he could move into the midfield? <laughs> if not, below par. Uh, now, look, I am a big fan of the preseason, and I, I, I say, you know, with absolutely uh, no irony, I do spend probably most days checking out big footy just to see if there's been any training reports. And I have to say, mm. like, 
the players always look so good this time of the year. They've got a bit of a yeah. tan. They come off holidays. Yeah. Yeah. And because you're only seeing like amateur footage, it's either, you know, the club will release it or maybe someone has gone down with their own camera and taken some photos and stuff. Like their skills always look so sharp. They always look so crisp. I mean, it's amazing how you can hit a target when there's absolutely no pressure on you. No pressure. And, and, and there'll always be someone who will be like, boys, I was down at training today and i got to say, ball didn't hit the deck for half an hour. It, yeah, was, yeah. it was unbelievable to watch. Yeah, so-and-so so and so shared his baby fat, shed a few kilos, looking really light, changed his body type. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it when Joe Watson went back. Joe Watson, I've heard he's as, it's as good as he's ever looked when he'd come back yep. after a year off. Yeah, and so the, the thing about the players all looking good is I started actually looking at all the, uh, uh, the pre- pre-season training reports on all the different clubs. And there is something about, and we've talked about this before, we love our Western Australian listeners, we love our Western Australian teams, but Frio and West Coast players just look that little bit better, little bit better in preseason. Yeah, what is yeah, it? Is it, the deep, is it the deeper tan? Is it the getting in the surf more so their hair has more volume and bounce? There's a few things. Firstly, yeah, that, that is it. There's the deeper tan. There's the trips to Rottnest Island. There's also <laughs> the fact that you are dealing with people that are genetically better looking. People from WA are just hotter. That's the right. fact. I, I hate to tell you this to the rest of the states, but mm. they are better looking. And so they've got that. Also, is it a bit much of us to say, hey, the fittest people on the planet look really good. And I fall for it every year. <laughs> and then I think, of course, he's a professional footballer. But I think it, good. I think it actually carries over to when the season actually starts because of that Western Australian tan and the sun stays out a bit longer and it stays warmer for longer. That tan mm. will last into, I would say, round six. Like the first six, even if West Coast and Frio lose every game in the first six rounds, when they at least burst out through the banner, or as we've discussed in previous episodes, step delicately around the banner these days, they look incredible. Like for some reason, like when I think of West Coast coming out of preseason, I see Craig Turley. Craig Turley just friggin' oiled up, blonde streaks. Yeah, yeah, always oil. They love the oil. Yeah. <laughs> like it's more oil than a bodybuilding competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go from... Uh, the training reports, which are great. So you're, you know, you're, you're reading about, you know, which uh, players are in the injury group, which players are just doing handball drills, who's running laps, and there's always like yeah. one doomsdayer supporter who's like, oh, so and so had his ice on his knee. It's like, mate, you don't know what's going on. Just relax. But then Scott, mm. it all builds to the classic intra club match. Oh yeah. Now yeah, 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 there yeah. is no better day for a footy fan than the intra club match. The only thing that can ruin an intra club match is an injury. But apart from that, it's just fucking all sunshine. It's great, especially especially if there's a bit of a blue. They love oh, the blue. And obviously you can go too far. You can get a bit satanta yeah. where you end up booting someone up the ass. Or you could, or then you've got the coach going, listen, it just shows the passion in this group. And I, I'd much rather that than have them uh, pussyfooting around. That's the I, best. They always sweep it under the rug. Never once is a guy. Oh no, he went too far. He punched yeah, his teammate in the face. Never what once. What is what is this charade where they'll show the clip and they'll cut to the commentary and there'll be this charade about you know ex footballer A. Do you think you know this went too far? And you're right. Just one that I can go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, that yeah. can cause injury. You have no right to put your hands on another person. I mean, yeah. within co- the confines of a sport. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's harassment. <laughs> In fact, I quit. Just rips off his lapel mic, storms out of the studio. 
Yeah, I, I do. I do love the fight. And then um, so was a, a youngster in the forward line impressed. Yes. And, oh, you dra- that's, um, where you, that's where you draft picks. Whoever your first round draft pick, that's where you get to be like, ooh, excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look classy. Limited, cl- limited opportunity, look classy. Yeah, the cl- the cliche is always too. Um, uh, uh, it's the it's the best it's the best game of the year because no matter what happens, you come away with a win. Even if you lose, you come away with a win. Have we gotten rid of Wellers? Like we remember, we used to call it um, possibles versus probables. Yes. Well, that's <laughs> what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Do you do you like it when um, the teams match up evenly? So you know they'll they'll put a, a fair split of seniors on either side of the team and top up with whatever their affiliate is, or do you want to see Harlem Globetrotters, Washington Generals? Like yes. you just want to see yeah, all yeah, the yeah. big guns on one side? Because yeah. I yeah. kind of I, I tend to lean towards the latter because I'm like. Give me something to get excited about. Just put the best list on one side. Get those dudes from Sandringham up. Fuck, pull guys out of retirement if you have to. Get the weakest yeah, yeah. team possible. I want to Absolutely. see Ron Marshall kick ten goals. Absolutely, and and that was the and there was always like one. There'd always be like one kind of unassuming guy. Like, yo, it's Craig O'Brien from Sydney. Apparently, yeah. in the intra club, he'd go nuts and yes. like he like he'd forty possessions. <laughs> Go bananas! He had forty touches. He'd he'd knock out the boom recruit that's you know yeah. just come up from the under 18s. <laughs> he just burn it out. Yeah, that's what I want to see. I remember going to Morabin a couple of years ago, uh, early in the preseason, probably mid Jan, I reckon. And uh, there wasn't a lot of people down there, just the diehards and myself. And um, I'm chatting to a couple of staff who work at the Saints and. Anthony Did you just put up. yourself out of the diehard section there? The couple of diehards <laughs> and myself. And I was talking to some St Kilda staffers that I'd approached. <laughs> Scott, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I was promoted uh, from diehard to ambassador. So once oh, you give it an official title, you no longer become one of those weirdos who hangs around at the club. What I'm is the order? It's business. Like, yeah, so it's, it goes, it starts, the bottom is Nuffy, yeah. followed by <laughs> diehard. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Followed by ambassador. ambassador. And then what what's after that? That's um, it. That's the that's your three. Uh, what well, would it be would it be would it be um club royalty or oh, number one ticket holder is probably that's uh, that Trump's ambassador. That Trump's ambassador. Oh, and wedged in between number one ticket holder and oh no, I was gonna say favourite son, but they probably wouldn't that, that's a whole different set of Favourite yeah, son? Oh, yeah. Side. Yeah. I think that's more of a sentimental thing. I mean, I have been pushing uh, for the club when I do attend training in my official capacity as an ambassador to send me a limousine with mm. just a couple of those little flags on either side, just with like, you know. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> the yeah, Saints yeah. emblem. Mo- Mo- the Molly, Molly behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was there one preseason and uh, yeah, just a few of us milling about, chatting to some of the staff and Anthony Hudson turns up. And you've never seen like a group of like people mobilize faster. It was like when the teacher <laughs> walks into the room, like all of a sudden everyone's attitude changed. Their head uh, PR dude from the Saints comes rushing down from his office and he's talking um, to the publicist that I'm talking to. And he's like, what's Hutto doing here? Is, it, is, is there something happened? It's like, <laughs> is, there, uh, is there all the players turned up to training? Have we missed something here? <laughs> like he's totally freaking out. And Hutto just sat down like with a little notebook and binoculars and was watching. And so... The, the the ducks and drakes that then took place where they were sidling up to him, just trying to get an idea of, have you had a tip off? Is there something that we don't know? Was some players out at the club? And Hutto's like, no, 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 I'm just, 
I'm a professional. I'm just here trying to make sure I know who all the players are and, you know, just cross-checking right. all, my, all my notes. At, at St. Kilda, that is like, listen, you, you and I are friends with a lot of comedians. And, it, and, and given the current, you know, the history of comedians over the last few years, if one of your comedian mates goes, I've got something to tell you, you think, oh, no. This yeah. is going to be a horrible confession. And if you're St Kilda and you see a journalist turn up unannounced, oh. you're like, someone's been set on fire. Yeah. Something That's has bad. happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's never for a good reason. But it was actually kind of interesting no. too to see Hutto like bust out the old school binoculars. I mean, I have one mate who I go to the football with who in this era of giant video screens will still take his binoculars mm. to the game. He likes to focus in where the camera doesn't go. Like he's the guy who always picks that the fight is about to happen or a free kick is about to be paid because while the ball's at one end, he's got his binoculars trained on the midfield where like the tag is scragging onto like the star, the star on Great. baller. <laughs> um, why didn't you name Michael Chamberlain just then? <laughs> <laughs> now, Scott, now's the point where we have to discuss how we improve the preseason. Now, I've spoken uh, before about my love of uh, the footy club's digital departments. I think they're all doing a great job. You know, we get footy 24-7 now, but it's mm. not enough. So what I'm proposing is that we shrink down the season proper and mm. we extend the preseason. What I think we should have, rather than like this, you know, four-month preseason leading to a six-month season or whatever it is, is I say – we have an 11-month preseason and mm. a one-month competition. Mm. And in that one month, we bring back AFLX. I, I mean, firstly, I love it. I, that's a fantastic idea. I, my only concern is I don't think you go far enough. What about this? What if instead of the 11 to 1, we, we, we blow it out further and do what I call uh, an Olympic schedule? And okay. so it's three years of preseason leading up to a season once every four years. I fucking love it. I love it. <laughs> right? Three years of optimism. Three years, three years of untapped potential. Yeah. <laughs> three yeah, years yeah. of building up your tank so you can spend more minutes in the midfield. <laughs> you, you, could, you could legitimately open and close a premiership window <laughs> during a preseason. <laughs> <laughs> like you can see guys it. aging out, aging out during the preseason. <laughs> so let's say, all right, in that one month, oh, okay, in that one year. So are we saying it's three years, three years uh, of preseason? And then when the season starts in year four, how many games are they playing? Well, I don't see why just we a, shouldn't have it just for a month as well. Like, yeah, that's like right. I think four, it's, so it's, yeah. four games. So, <laughs> so I agree. Four In year games, four, yeah. we play four games. So if the average AFL player's career is, say, 12 years long, that means in the course of 12 years, they've played 12 games? I mean, injuries permitting, yeah. Yeah. And form. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like you're not going to walk into the side every. Like, do you know how hard it would be, you know, just to? And I think that the milestones would then change. So we'd like, oh, yeah. hey, you know, you get shared off after playing five games. Five games, <laughs> brilliant. I mean, it makes it, it. It becomes event television then as well. It's like, like you said, the Olympic kind of build up. Does that also mean that um, 
So we're awarding a flag after four rounds. So, okay, we've got to, we've got to work out the logistics of this. So is it a round robin style knockout competition or are we still doing points? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I, I think you'd probably, you know, as you know, I'm a staunch football traditionalist. So I do like the four points for a win. Yeah. <laughs> White shorts for an away game. You know, let's keep something sacred. Um, so I think what you'd have to do, and this is probably something that the – uh, you know, the more radical football minds, like the Hutchies of the world would like yep. the conference system. So you'd have conferences. Ah, I, um, <laughs> I, I I also think that this could, like our friends in WA, they would literally have to travel half the season, which they yeah. would love to gripe about. They can yeah. have three years and 11 months of griping about the, yeah. the fixture. And plenty of time. Plenty of time for mm. Mark McGowan to to open the border. I mean, I think if Mark McGowan gets a three-year lead in, there's a potential, but I would love it. It would be a real power move if Mark McGowan has three point nine, uh, three years and nine months to open the border and then he's like, you know what, fuck it. We're closing it again. Sorry. Yeah, I we don't like the yeah, looks of sorry. those teenagers. Yeah, it's an election coming up. Can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's also, you know, it's a boom for as well, that long build-up, is bloody Ruckman. Because as you know, Scott, Ruckman take mm. longer to develop. They so every develop, yeah. four years, you're going to get these like fully formed Ruckman. They've had three years of preseason, three years to build up their tank, spend more time Build in up the their midfield. tank. And, and here's the thing. I don't know if you know this, Charlie, about Ruckman. Um, they don't get any shorter as the game goes on. I have heard that. Yeah, I have yeah. heard that. Yeah. What if you had a saw? <laughs> what if you hacked them off below the knees? Does that I, make them shorter, technically? I really think that the the tall guys don't get shorter as the game goes on was like the difficult second album from <laughs> the guy that brought us Bad Kicking is Bad Football. And he yeah. was like, oh, I've got to come up with another hit. And then he just yeah. tried to push that out. And he was surprised it took off, but it's not his best work. He doesn't like it. I see it more like the Paul's Boutique. It's like, it wasn't appreciated at the time. People were like, it's not as catchy as bad kicking's bad football. But over the years, we're like, you know what? There's some real depth yeah, to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, bit ahead yeah. of its time. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he flew to Tasmania to work on it. <laughs> All right, Scott. Um, the listeners have got a few things to say about preseason. If you want to uh, get involved in the footy fixes chat, you can go to at two guys, one cup AFL on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, this is from at run geo run during preseason players can only consume food and drink from the club's sponsors. Here are a few highlights. West coast is mm. always carb loading with hungry jacks. St. Kilda's on a liquid diet, dare ice coffee, furfy beer, Coca-Cola and pure milk. I think I've seen those. That's a fucking TikTok challenge. I'm pretty sure you drink <laughs> flavored milk followed by beer and Coca-Cola. The puke challenge. I believe it's called and Collingwood. <laughs> We've got the 2 a.m. Bender diet of KFC and Carlton Draft. What do you think of that, Scott? I do like that. And I think you could do that maybe for one year of the preseason. Yeah. That's the super size uh, me preseason where yeah. the, the clubs have to eat the uh, junk food sponsor. Yeah, I, I could see that. Could you maybe? So what about this? Just to kind of think about that. What, what <laughs> if, so the, there's... There's four games a season. Yeah. So there's 16 Every premiership points on offer. Um, yeah. And then into finals, which is, I don't know, top two teams. Top two? through to the grand final. Okay, sure, yep. 
Just then we'll just do a Let's knockout just... uh, knockout competition. Oh, so it's just a knockout comp. Over like round four. robin, oh, like yeah. when you play junior footy. Like so a lightning you play... cup, yeah. Lightning, oh, that's the fucking phrase we've been searching for. <laughs> that three years of free season culminating with a lightning cup. <laughs> lightning cup. So it's just one day at Marvel. <laughs> all the teams. <laughs> and you do it like so, junior footy where the, all the other teams watch the two teams playing. Yeah. They walk in the boundary. They take their boots, eating oranges, get their boots off. Eating oranges. Or depending on who they're sponsored by, maybe they're eating oh, pies. Hungry if, Jacks. Know, four yeah. and 20s on board. But So what I'm thinking though is like if we do do that and we've got three years, um, perhaps there are competitions, eating challenges and, and what have you, <laughs> and teams can be awarded – like that's how you get a seeding because if there's going to be a knockout competition, you'll probably need a seeding. So there's yeah. a series of physical challenges that have nothing to do with football. Maybe there's a fishing one and then, you know, Patrick Dangerfield all of a sudden becomes very important because yeah, he's such yeah. a good angler. Yeah, I'm sniffing TV deal. I reckon whatever, if it was worth a billion last time, AFL, just double that. We, we, we got you back, AFL. Oh, and the rest. I mean, think about I mean, imagine seeing imagine – seeing, Patrick Dangerfield going head-to-head with Patrick Cripps, whoever can pull in the most barramundi in 30 minutes. Wins, Did you know, Jer- you know Jeremy Cameron is also an avid fisherman? This is something I, d- I discovered doing Two Guys One Cup last year. Part of his motivation of moving from GWS to Geelong was he loves fishing. Like, that's his, that's his passion. He, he sees himself as a, fo- a fisherman first and footballer second. He has such, um, like, light pink... Uh, polo, button down, um, like je- like like proper Levi jeans, RM Williams, like BNS ball vibes written all over him, right? Yeah, I thought that too. But then seeing him speak, it's it's more he's more country than that. I, I reckon I reckon the BNS is definitely right, but I don't think the the polo is right. I think no, no, no. Bit... You know the you know the rich country guy like Tom Hawkins has that vibe as well, like, like Geelong Grammar. That... Kind Geelong of, grammar kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh. a little sidebar. <laughs> anyway, Trent Mack says, uh, the highest most recently drafted player for each club gets followed around by TV crew from the moment they get drafted, 24 hours like a day. That. Life in preseason camp meets Trackmaster coaches live streamed on the team's website. I feel like that's sort of been done in a way. I remember a few years ago, they did definitely follow four draftees. It wasn't. 24-7 Big Brother style, but it was from the moment, or well, picking up halfway through their last year of high school through to their first couple of months of, of pre-season. But if you put them in a Big Brother house, then I think we're, we're, we're talking. Now I'm talking, maybe with the mascots. Remember last week we were talking about the mascot uh, house. They're the maybe intruders. Maybe we could have... You don't, oh, you don't, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't burn it up all, all, all up front. You just say, say something for later. So, yeah, the draftees go into the house. And then there's an intruder and it's, and it's a mascot. And then you can Is, pull some kind of big brother trick where the mascot's actually one of the kid's mums, like, you know, dressed as like uh, Barry Vegas. Uh, Is it Barry and then, Vegas? He, the then he has to, we send her out and he calls and says, mum, I've been picked this week. Oh, you're kidding. Uh, oh, that's yeah. bloody <laughs> yeah, great. Course. Yeah, that's beautiful. Oh, I love, that. love, um, love those videos. Is Gillen, Gillen's the voice of this is Gillen McLaughlin. Could all oh. housemates go to the uh, diary yeah. room or whatever it is? Yeah. yeah, yeah, go to the yeah. So they're in Marvel Stadium. They're you know. This or do we the, just put the top draft pick into Big Brother? So he's there and he's like, you know, oh, g'day guys, I'm John. Oh, John, what what do you do? You 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 look like you're a hairdresser. No, I'm not actually. I'm a 
I'm a professional footballer. I just got picked up by the Gold Coast Suns. Oh, really? are they changing their name to the Pedos? Yeah, I heard that. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, it's out of my hand. And then he's got to kind of navigate the politics of the house while trying to stay fit because he's only got three years, depending on when he gets drafted. I mean, he might get drafted in a Lightning Cup year. I don't know when the last time was you saw a celebrity big brother in Australia, Scott, but dropping an mm. AFL player into the mix is hardly a radical concept. <laughs> oh, is, it, oh is, this a, is this a comment? But it's always, it's like a weird, like, I think Dane Campbell Beams. Brown. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> recently. Uh, at South Jacket says, every team can nominate one player who is training the house down each week. Every single player is judged on a sliding scale. We name and shame the guy at the bottom of the list. And he's used an example. Well, you see, Petraka hasn't hit his target all preseason, so he's training with the forward pockets. What do you reckon about that? Uh, training the house down scale. So what? And there's a punishment. What if yeah, we delist? If you're not the, training the, the house down, you, you get moved out of the midfield. Your midfield minutes get reduced. Oh, but then then maybe he'll build up his tank and come. I like the idea of delisting him. Oh shit! Like there's a you public like high so so every. Yeah, so every now this makes it interesting with our three year one lightning cup is maybe every week, um and and this speaks to your television idea, is that we, we film every like team and then every week a team a, a player has to be um evicted, so to speak. Yeah. So I he's love it. delisted. And then he can potentially get picked up by another club. That's that's you know, the, we'll have trade windows and things like that. But but mm. essentially, you go, you go in a Lightning Cup, you can have like eleven guys if you have. Yes, I love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you you've got your your fates in your hands. If your players yeah. aren't training hard enough, then you're going to lose the Lightning Cup. And we know you, there's no greater shame than losing the Lightning losing Cup. It's what you've been working cup. the last three you've years towards. Three years, three years and eleven months have been leading up to this Lightning Cup, which is one day at Marvel Stadium on New Year's Eve, I imagine. And <laughs> so, like, I want the least amount of people there. Everyone's got uh, shit to do. It's hot. Games go for twenty minutes. No one gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> At Georgina R. Carson says, there's not enough coverage of preseason. I want it 24-7, Big Brother house style. Actually, just oh. make the whole thing a reality show. Give them dumb challenges. Eliminate player. Is this, hang on, is this Georgina R. Carson or Scott Dooley? <laughs> because this I feel is like literally my idea. Georgina is literally just <laughs> taking your idea. Um, April is following, April at Interior Winter uh, is also following a similar thought. Uh, Preseason should mm. include a Love Island style evening program where each team's list has to find love or get relegated to the twos. I love that. That's fantastic. That's great. So are we seeing... Could you mix like, AFL men and AFLW there? Well, ah, uh, yeah. There may be some issues there. Um, what I'm... What, what if the players have to find love amongst their own ranks? Like, uh, you know, and it's... I mean, I don't want to be pushing a, the barrow of any particular sexual sexuality, but... Love is love. Statistically speaking, love is love, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. Perfect for Pride Run I mean, especially. Imagine, imagine Paddy McCartan fell in love with Daniel Hanabry and they got married. What a, what a story. Well, it's hard now because uh, he's, he's at the Swans. Oh, well, long distance though, is that what you're saying? It makes the heart grow fonder. Well, maybe the embers, the embers started flaring. But, but, well, but would he rehab. be under our new system? Yeah, rehab. Oh, yeah, the rehab group. 
the rehab group. That's what you got? now hey, that's that's that people. pulls at the heartstrings. Love yeah. love on an exercise bike, you could call the episode. Yeah. Our hands brushed when we were both reaching for the same ice pack and I don't know, it just kinda went from there. <laughs> what a lovely story. At Justin of Elwood says, Remember when Paul Roos told Jared McVeigh to go forward but don't kick a goal? Now that was an interesting strategy. The concept of tanking in the preseason needs to be explored. We bring back the NAB Cup, but you only progress if you lose one million dollars to the and loser takes all. Let's see what happens. What do you reckon about that? Tanking in the preseason. Yeah, right. So it's the a, biggest loser essentially, but for football. Yeah. So you train to be the worst team going around. Or more, maybe it's more like Brewster's millions, where it's like you you try and be the worst team going around, or the producers, but somehow you become the most successful club. It's a comedy. It's a fa- it's a it's a farce, a madcap that's, comedy about a team funny. trying to lose but just winning. Yeah, 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 yeah. They just can't help themselves. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's not going to be much of a product to watch if you've got just teams just kicking it out of bounds. No, I'm thinking more like it, it, it's an Adam Sandler style comedy. Like I think that we're, we're franchising now. We're taking we're, we're moving into movies now. This is a Netflix okay. movie. It's about a team well, that maybe, tries so to lose. So is this? It. The beachhead into um, the American market. Maybe Adams plays oh, for one of the idea. teams. Yeah, why not? I mean, he did feature Eric Banner and St Kilda in uh, uh, Funny People. Yeah, do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I do remember song? that. And he they played said a clip kind of the two thousand and ten Grand Final. I think it was. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and didn't he say racist things about Leon Davis? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Something I remember very clearly. <laughs> that's yeah, something so. that you remember. Uh, at L Thompson says at the start of each preseason, every player should be forced to train by tearing an actual house down. And then through the season, they should have to rebuild said house. It would all be documented. Of course. What do you think about that? We could we auction the uh, house. Scott Cam action. <gasps> yeah. The block. The yeah. block meets preseason training. Yeah, Fantastic. yeah. 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 That's great. And, and, oh yeah, that'd be funny. And like, buddy, you know, you can imagine. You could get back some, you know, people you know are characters. Guys, g'day guys, your foreman is Stephen Milne. Yeah, g'day guys, hey, 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 pass us the nail gun. No, Milne, and then, oh, you know, you know, Frank's out for eight weeks because he's got a nail through his hand. Nail in his foot. <laughs> uh, at DMuzz72, says, preseason is dare to dream season. It's the only time of the year where all 18 teams are flag favourites. And not for nothing, but I have seen a lot of clips from uh, the Saints training and fuck, we look good. I think um, I think this is the year, Scott. I think this is the year that I finally put out of my misery. Are you putting some money on him? <laughs> yeah, de- definitely. I wonder what the odds <laughs> are. We must be like over 300 to 1. Uh, and finally, uh, Googood, how do you pronounce it? At GowgoodThings64 says, all I want to know is which players are looking to spend more time in the midfield this year oh, well. so I can get them in my super coach before they spend three weeks in the back pocket before getting dropped to the state leagues. Well, see, this is where the Lightning Cup... Doesn't the Lightning Cup ta- make um, fantasy football more interesting? A hundred percent. Like, yeah. I mean, you just stack them all with, like, midfielders then, wouldn't you? Well, it's a good... Th- Maybe that's what the AFL has been pushing towards. Maybe there's a directive. It's like, get all your players, start them on half bank, move them to the midfield because we're about to change the setup where it's going to be three years of preseason and it's going to be Lightning Cup. Because all you want in Lightning Cup is just go, 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 kick as many goals as you can in 15 minutes, right? Mm, mm. You're not going for six, like six, a, six. a kick-hold game, are you? It's just chaos ball. No. Well, maybe we get rid of 666 six, six, and zero, zero, 0018. Every, everyone's got to start in 150. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Okay. The, so it's the like the very first game of played to in, no one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you read those reports about the first game played in 1860 or whatever. It was like 400 yeah, yeah, men the on the field and it went for six days. <laughs> All right, Scott, that's enough. I think we have solved the preseason question. Um, like I said, if you want to follow us, you can on at Two Guys One Cup AFL on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be back again next week with another hot button issue. But for now, uh, what do I? How do we sign up? I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Scott Dooley, and that's fixed. Oh, that's right. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you play some music as if someone from Game of Thrones just died now? <laughs> Thanks for listening. And remember, if you're looking for a footy fix, Two Guys One Cup is only available on Listener. Download the app and listen for free.